with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The shepherd went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known the message that had been told to them about this child. All who heard it were amazed at what had been told them by the shepherd. Mary kept all these things reflecting on them in her heart. And then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. And when eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel. Before he was conceived. The Gospel of the Lord. How are you today? All right, I heard it out there. Blessed. You know how I love to ask that question and hear that answer. And you know, many people come up to me and ask for blessings. Today's first reading, people are doing that. God is giving Aaron and his sons, that is the priest, a form of a blessing. He's given it through Moses. He's given it to the priest. And the blessing is quite beautiful. The blessing is basically three parts. May the Lord keep you. In other words, may he keep you alive. May he keep you healthy. May he keep you free from harm very basic need. And then it says, may the Lord shine His face upon you. That expression, to show the face or shine the face, is powerful. What it means is that may God reveal Himself to you. Right? We humans cannot know God unless God chooses to reveal Himself to us. And so the expression, to his face. It's a little bit like, you know, if you text somebody, it's okay, but if you have a little face time, you get to know them better. Bad example. But then further, sometimes the translation is, may he face shine upon you. And the image is of him smiling upon you. May God be pleased. And so, a powerful image for me is just to see God smiling at you. How about you? How would you imagine that image right now? And then the blessing goes on. May the Lord be kind, or another interpretation, translation, gracious to you and give you peace. I would pray that God keep you, God reveal himself, that God wants of that revelation to be not only that we're alive, but that we thrive. And so may the Lord shower you with gifts beyond just keeping. May He be gracious to you and 
It's a beautiful blessing. But that's from the Old Testament, book of Numbers. The second reading today from St. Paul shares with us that in the New Testament, or in Christ Jesus, God answers that very blessing and blesses us further in His Son, Jesus Christ. Right? Through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God keeps us. He delivers us from harm, from evil, from death. He gives us eternal life. God keeps us. Then, may God show His faith to us. The fullest revelation we have is the faith of Jesus Christ. Revealed to us in Scripture. Revealed to us through the apostles who saw Him face to face and handed down to us what they And, if I dare say a little off the subject, if you study and believe the Shroud of Turin, we see the face of Jesus, or in the image of the Divine Mercy. We won't go there. But, also, in John 14, Jesus says, if you follow my commands, I will reveal myself to you. And so, God reveals the face of God in Christ then may He be gracious to you and give you His peace. It is through His incarnation, life, death, and resurrection that we are not only forgiven of our sins, but then filled with the Holy Spirit, the down payment on eternal life, what allows us to live with Christ forever. But it's not simply something that kicks in or happens after our death. It happens the moment we are baptized, the moment we open ourselves God's grace living in us so that we not only live, but we thrive. Especially with His gift of peace. That even in a troubled world, we won't be comfortable with all the trouble, but we can be at peace knowing that God is with us, still working on His plan and on His journey. And so, God in Jesus Christ can't gives us the fullness of this blessing. Now, there's something interesting about the word blessing. So far, we've been talking about it as something God gives to us. No, the original meaning of the term is the other way around, that we bless God. In Hebrew, I'm told, I'm a Hebrew expert, is barach. It means to adore on bended knees. And so, we are called to give God a blessing. And in the Gospel, I think that's what you're hearing. The shepherds who have been blessed by God announce the good news. They go see and discover and encounter Jesus through God and through man. And then they return praising and glorifying God. In other words, they bless God. And so, our appropriate response to God's blessing to us is to bless God. And what does that mean? It means, first and foremost, to adore and to praise and glorify on bended knees. And what is further? 
Jesus Christ Himself gave us a way to bless God. In the Eucharist, at the Last Supper, He instituted the eternal sacrifice, the sacrament of that sacrifice. And in this very Mass, God blesses us, I think you would agree, by being present in Christ Jesus, truly revealed in the Scripture and uniquely truly in the Eucharist. His life, death, and resurrection truly present. But, did you know that as part of the Eucharistic prayer, after the institution narrative, when I say this is the body, this is the blood, after that comes a prayer where we remember what Jesus did, and then we offer that offering back to God. Seems crazy, doesn't it? But what the theology is, and what we as participants of the Mass are called to do, is to make of our lives a living sacrifice to God, like Jesus on the cross. We are unable, unworthy to do that, but when we join ourselves to this sacrifice, given to God out of love for the salvation of others, we then become a living sacrifice. We bless God. And that's an important part of our participation in the Mass. I don't know about you, I rarely have ever been taught or did. But it's really hard to do authentically. Because what does that really mean to make your life a living sacrifice to God? That means every part of you is burnt up. Every part of you is given away. Right? Now, I know you guys live more important lives, but I can't get up in the morning and say, I'm going to go golfing no matter what. I have to say, Lord, whatever you want today. I'm a silly example. But the idea is powerful. No matter what we're about, if we make of our lives a living sacrifice to God, every single moment we must truly be open to lay down ourselves, like parents for children, and sacrifice and do something which God calls us to do that's for the good of others. And in so doing, we bless God. We make of ourselves a living sacrifice. And at the end of the Mass, really highlighted as we say, go forth the Mass then to glorify the Lord with your life. We become blessed to others. And so in this beginning of the new year, we often make New Year's resolutions. The book we gave out during Christmas that's still available, Holy Moments, is really this simple message. Holiness is not that hard to explain hard to do. Holiness is every single moment to see it as a sacred encounter where we are invited to cooperate with God's will to bring a blessing to another person. So oftentimes we miss that opportunity. Sometimes we even work in the opposite direction and hurt others. But the effect of one good act ripples through the world and makes a huge difference. We don't get to so for this uh, offering a New Year's resolution for this coming year to resolve to make of our lives every day a living sacrifice to God and see every moment as a possibility to give birth to Christ in the world like Mary did. May God.